0: want to welcome everybody back to Search the Scriptures again today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be back with all of our listeners and to be able to get back into God's Word and dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit further, learn a little bit more. We are so thankful that you are there, and we are really appreciative of all the positive comments that we receive from listeners on such a continual basis. Well, I know that many of you are listening just about every day, if not every day, And others are listening very frequently, maybe not able to listen every day, but as often as you have the opportunity, you're right there. Others are listening a little less frequently than that because of your work schedules or your home schedules, but you pick us up on a pretty regular basis, and we're thankful for you as well. And then there are always those new listeners, the ones who are tuning in for the very first time, and we're thankful for you. We're thankful that you're there. And we praise God for all of our listeners. If you are listening for the very first time, our prayer is that you are going to quickly realize that this is not just a name of a program, Search the Scriptures, but it is exactly what we do here on this program. We dig deep into God's Word. We look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and also that makes sense for your daily daily life. We want to help you come closer to God. And the most fundamental way that we can do that is to teach God's word. We want to help as many people as possible come to God for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. And as you learn more of his word, then your faith in God should be growing stronger because that is the biblical formula for developing faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we study together each day, then your faith should be growing. And as your faith grows stronger and deeper and firmer, then our prayer is that you're going to make up your mind to come to God all the way. His way, through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and God's Son. As you repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior and God's Son, and also surrender to Him in baptism at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago is still 100% effective to cleanse you for the guilt of your sins. He paid that price for you almost 2,000 years ago, and that price is still paid. So as you come to him and you surrender to him in baptism, that blood still cleanses you of the guilt of your sins. And you come up out of that watery grave that we call baptism, reborn, as Jesus said, has to happen ...for you to be able to enter the kingdom of God, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. The Apostle Paul describes it as becoming a new person, a new creation, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17. As we've said here a number of times in the program, it's like you get a new start. It's like getting a do-over on life, a new beginning with a new hope and a new direction. And that hope is eternal life with God in heaven... That new direction is toward heaven itself. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. And we really do pray for you. And we will continue to do that. Good to be with you today. And it's great to have Dwayne Kennedy with us in the program today. Really appreciate Dwayne being with us. Going to share his wisdom and knowledge and expertise as we study together. Thank you,
1: Gary, and it's good to be on the program with you, and this fellowship is always enjoyable to me, and it's good to know that our listeners are faithfully attending to this program, studying God's Word and striving to be pleasing to Him according to His Word. We thank you so much for your continued attention to this program and for your commitment that you have made to our Father, and we encourage you to make it stronger as
0: we study together from His Word. It is uh, great to be together, Duane, and appreciate your willingness and your desire to want to help us work with this radio ministry and through this radio ministry to try to teach people God's Word. Thank you, brother. Really do. We're going to begin a new study today, and that's entitled, Our Response to God's Grace. There are a lot of people out there talking about God's grace and teaching about God's grace, and that's good. I'm not sure they always get it quite altogether correct from what the scriptures teach, but it's good that people are trying to get across the concept, the principle, that we are totally dependent upon God's grace for our salvation. Now, that does not mean that we do not have responsibility toward God in response to his offer of grace, but it is totally by God's grace that we can hope to be saved. Difficult to describe grace, to define it adequately and fully. Yes. We could say grace is all God and no me. And I think that pretty well covers it. Yes. All God, no me. You know, Dwayne, there's an illustration that I picked up a long time ago, and I think it pretty well gets the idea across of our total dependence upon God for salvation. Again, not diminishing our need to be obedient, our need to be faithful, our need to be uh, believing in God, but the fact that it is totally by His grace and His power that we're saved. That's right, Gary. Gary. The illustration goes, it talks about a pilot flying on instruments in a blinding fog as he's approaching the runway from, oh, maybe a few miles off. And as I said, it's a blinding fog. He is flying on instruments. He cannot see. He cannot see the runway. He cannot see the runway lights. He cannot see anything around the runway or the airport. He's totally dependent upon the instruments and upon the person in the tower, the control tower. Now, as he's coming in, and the person in the control tower, the radar operator, as he is kind of walking him through the process and trying to keep him on the right path, the right direction, the right trajectory, the pilot remembers that there's a tower in his path, not the control tower, but a different tower, off to the side and he's not wanting to crash, and suddenly that that flies into his mind, and he yells to the control tower about that tower. He says, I don't want to hit that. Remember that tower. Don't let me fly into that. And the radar operator responds very calmly, You obey instructions. We will take care of obstructions.
1: You know, Gary, I was looking at this illustration earlier today while reviewing for tonight's broadcast, and it's a very good one. Let me just mention that. And it gives us the idea that, you know, God's grace is not something that we create or that we bring about because of our work. However, God's grace does involve our participation in it. And this illustration communicates that very effectively.
0: Yes, yes. We have something to do, but it is totally God's grace that saves us. That's right. The radar operator was trying to make the point that the pilot could not do what needed to be done to safely land his plane. He had to put his trust in the radar operator. That's right. We cannot save ourselves. We must trust God to do that. But as you said, God expects a response from us. That's right. We
1: are active,
0: not passive, with regard to grace. Yes, we again, the grace is from God, and we're totally dependent upon that grace from him for our salvation, but he expects us to respond in certain ways, and we're going to be talking about that in this particular study. So the grace of God unto our salvation, is similar. I know it's by comparison, it's a rather trite comparison to uh, try to illustrate it with a a radar operator and a control tower at an airport, but we're finite beings. We can understand those kinds of illustrations. And God's grace is similar to that. God's grace to our salvation. You know, our destination is heaven, but We cannot get there on our own, can we? No, we can't, Gary. We need God's instruction, and we need to follow it. Absolutely. We need to follow it. Now, that's our part, isn't it? That's right. Only God can bring us into our eternal home, and that is heaven itself. Right. That pilot needed to understand the radar operator is doing his job. And he's seeing things that the pilot could not see in that blinding fog, and the pilot needed to trust the operator to bring him in safely. We need to trust God to bring us in safely. That's right, and that is our response to
1: God's grace, to trust God and to rely on his instruction and to follow it.
0: Yes, yes. He's working the control tower. (laughs) We're kind of flying the plane, so to speak, but he's working the control tower, and we need to respect that and let him do his job and trust him to do it well. Now, God can take care of all of our anxieties and concerns along the way. Dwayne, how about reading 1 Peter chapter 5 and verses 6 and 7 to begin with? Therefore,
1: humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. And then how about reading also verse 10? But may the grace, or may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect,
0: establish, strengthen, and settle you. Dwayne, you you, you look at verses 6 and 7 there, and... Here, Peter is, is exhorting us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. That's right. Now, we can take that in a number of directions, and we can say we need to humble ourselves and simply accept his instructions and be obedient to them. We can also take that from the perspective that he's like that control tower operator again, the radar operator in the control tower. He's going to bring us in if we'll follow his instructions.
1: That's right. He doesn't need any help from us. He doesn't need any insight. He's got it all figured out. He does. Long before we came into existence, but now that we are, and now that we are striving to be in Christ, we need to be ready to follow his instruction without
0: any of ourselves getting in the way of that. Uh, You're right about that. Amen. And, you know, again, that Pilate was concerned about the obstructions well, we need to be concerned about the obstructions, but we need to trust God to take care of those obstructions if we will follow his instructions. That's right. And if we will follow his instructions, and of course that comes in his word, then we can have confidence that he'll take care of any obstructions that come our way. It's interesting, and, and how appropriate it is to this kind of an understanding of God's grace, and his seeing us through this life and all the way to heaven, if we will follow his instructions. Verse 7 there says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's right. And that not
1: merely involves, you know, just our human concerns, but our entire thinking process about how we might be pleasing to him Obviously, as Christians, we want to care about how we serve God, and we want to cast those concerns upon him through prayer, through study, through following the example of men and women who are working the will of God in their lives according to the grace that God has given us.
0: Yes, yes. You know, Dwayne, a lot of cares go with this life, don't, don't they? They do. They do. All kinds of situations develop where we can be, in a moment, full of care, and those cares can change from, oh, time to time, sometimes maybe from day to day, and there may be financial problems that come into a person's life or into a family's life. There may be relational problems, happens a lot of times, between husbands and wives, between children and parents, or between friends. Right. Or between other family members who are having a difficult time getting along for whatever the reason might be. There could also be job concerns. Yes.
1: There might be cares about uh, the things that we experience in life, the, the things that we hear in the news, uh, some of the tragedies as well as the great things that happen in the world around us, both in our city, in our country. And abroad, these things affect us, and they affect the way we think, and we are concerned about them, and, and we care about them. But every day we need to be careful to take care and care about the Word of God and our salvation.
0: Yes. You know, neither one of us were born anywhere near the outbreak of World War II. Say. No. But uh, our parents were. Yes. They were alive then. And it's difficult for me to really imagine what it was like for the people who were living during that period of time to read the news and see the reports or hear the reports at the radio. Uh, They would actually do newsreels at movie theaters back then and see all what was going on in Europe and then hear the staggering, awesome news that the Japanese had had bombed Pearl Harbor and our Pacific fleet had been, to a great extent, destroyed. And that entered us into World War II. There must have been tremendous concern on the part of a whole lot of people at that time, concern like you and I have never really experienced. And yet, even in the face of those kinds of situations... What Peter says here, for the faithful Christian, is so comforting still. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Right. We can trust God to be there for us. And, you know, that last verse you read, verse 10, that again really says a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. May the God of all grace, and we're reminded there of his being a God of grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. So we do suffer in this life. We do. In different ways, at different times, for different reasons. But again, the assurance is there, after you have suffered a while, that he may perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Regardless of what that suffering may involve. Yes, yes, whatever it may involve. And again, it could be illness, it could be accident, it could be calamity, it could be relational problems, financial ruin, whatever it might be. The faithful Christian can look forward to knowing that God is still there for him and with him. That's right. Now let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, Duane, and let's read verses 15 through 17 and
1: that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every
0: good work. We've looked at these verses numerous times in the program and yet they are still so vital to our understanding how God is there for us and what we need to think of when we're reading his word. That's right. When you look at verse 15, Paul is reminding Timothy that from childhood he was taught the scriptures, the holy scriptures, God's word, and that through those teachings, Timothy was instructed as to how to come to salvation. That's right.
1: The thing that we need to remember as we study the Word of God, that it is a book of instruction from God. And it is a part of the grace that we receive from God. It is God's grace at work in our lives. And this is the way we should understand God's grace. There are many ways to look at it, but this is one perspective that is crucial. God's grace is something that can be done. God's grace is something that can be applied and should be applied to our lives. It's not just a gift of, well, God has given me this for me to live any way I want to. God's
0: grace instructs us. It does instruct us. We have his word by his grace. Right. And and that's how what Tim what Paul is trying to remind Timothy here. You have the holy scriptures. You've been instructed in God's Word since you were a youth, and that those scriptures have taught you about how to be saved by God's grace. So we need to learn. And again it goes back to Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Now verses sixteen and seventeen then go on and, and talk about how The Word, God's Word, instructs us as to how to live a faithful Christian life. That's right. And how to equip us to be able to live that life and do the things that God wants us to do in serving Him and living for Him. Right. It's pretty detailed there, too. It is. First, it says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and we've talked about that many times. Meaning, more literally, in the Greek, it is God-breathed, the sense being it is God's very word, and it is profitable or helpful for us for doctrine, which means teaching, for reproof, for correction. So those two words indicate kind of straightening us out at times when we need straightening out. Right. But also for instruction in righteousness, teaching us God's way for our lives. And then that verse 17, that the man of God, the faithful follower, the obedient follower, can be equipped for every good work. And when you go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, Duane, that's favorite text for studying about grace. Right. We have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the The gift gift of of God. God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. Right. The very next verse, and it's all part of the same thought, is, but we are God's workmanship created for good, good works. works. And so we come back to 2 Timothy 3, verses 15 through 17, by God's grace, we have his word that guides us to salvation, that instructs us in righteous living, and that equips us for doing the good works that he has prepared for us to do in serving him.
1: Now, you know, Gary, a lot of people, and I'm sure our listening audience who have studied with us on this program for a long time, know and understand all the things that we are talking about. But please know and understand that a lot of people don't even begin to touch the tip of the iceberg. Regarding what grace is. That's correct. And this is what we are trying to accomplish as we
0: study together. A lot of misunderstanding. Yes, sir. Our time for today is just about up, so we're going to stop and park here. And again, we're talking about our response to God's grace. We've just kind of laid the introductory groundwork in this opening program. And uh, we're going to get more into how do we respond to God's grace? What does he expect as to our response to his grace beginning in the next program? So be sure to tune back in. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us, and you can receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. We'll take care of the postage. You can also receive a copy of a free Bible study that we always offer. And again, it will help you understand even more fully about how you can be saved by God's grace. It is free and again we'll take care of the postage. So in a moment jot down that information and then contact us and ask for those free materials. We hope to hear from you right away.